Mandela, you're on the podcast. Awesome. How long have I known you now? Two years? Seems well, like. definitely at the beginning. So the business started in April, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I met you guys. It was cold. I remember that. It was that. quite mm-hmm. cold. So January at the at the latest, maybe, actually December. I think it was December, yep, yeah. Because I know you guys went cross-country skiing oh, that, yeah. that year, and uh-huh. that's when you guys just got Jack. Yep. When did you get Jack? Got Jack in January of 2020, yeah. so it was so probably I met you right before. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Geesh, it's been. We have some history, you and I. We have some pretty good history. Yeah, man. so you are pretty famous in the neck, of the, these necks of the woods here. Um, people love you. Yeah, you need to hear that. Well, thank you. I, uh, you know, it's good to be. You know, I think. My dad told me that, and even the Bible says, you know, a good name is better, a good reputation is better than silver and gold. So I think so, too. Yeah, so yeah. I tell my kids that, too. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, even in business, um, there's always this um, desire to make as much money as you can. Sure. So for, for a good example, uh, and I, I'm kind of just jumping into it because we're talking yeah uh, a good example is you know like so someone comes into the shop and they pick this that 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 and i can you know you, i just put them in a box i'm like okay this is a high spender and honestly some of those people they don't even care if it's on sale right so i'm looking at this product and i see this product is 50 percent off i can just scan this 100 percent, and this person wouldn't even know right you know and um I did that once, and I honestly couldn't sleep that night. Yeah. So uh, we have. I have made it a, a a mission to maintain a good name. You know. So. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, a name is all you get. Yeah, that is so true. You know. That is so. So true. if you can say, uh, and we we talked about this before. You know, you can you can be a great business person, a great business mind, but a terrible person. Yeah. And it's that kind of like you. You want to be able to sleep at night. Yeah. You want to have, be, be able to walk through the world with your head up and you don't want to have to be looking over your shoulder. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, you know, if you, I think, yeah. If you want to make money, <clears throat> I think there are better ways to make money. I think you can go work at an oil rig or, you know, find some, but like uh, starting a business, you know, for it to really last there needs to be something deeper, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, well, um, here's the thing. Running a business, opening a business isn't easy. Right, yeah. And, there's, and I think if it were easy, a lot more people would do it. Correct. Um, but you have to have a passion that makes you, when it's super tough. When guess, yeah. That you're like, <laughs> you go back I'm and, doing this all for the yeah. right reasons. You say whatever yeah. mantra gets you yeah. out of bed and yeah. in that store yeah. and in the shower, you know, whatever yeah. that is to get you out of the that, But so, so true. So you... Started Wheels Up. Well, which me, me and Jamie. You and Jamie, yeah. So it was a fam- it was a family thing. Right. I mean yeah. I so what started that? I mean you went you woke up one day and you're like, you know what I wanna do? Yeah. <laughs> I wanna open up an outdoor adventure store. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, you know. So I I like I like this format because typically you know when someone sticks a mic in my face, I have like thirty seconds to kind of Yeah, no, you have as much time yeah, as well. So um I think I believe, so I grew up in Nigeria. I was mm-hmm. born in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria. Right from when I was very little, I was very, I still am a very good artist. I can draw very well. Um, and um, so my dad was an, what, a, what a surveyor. 
That's yeah. what my dad was. And I wanted to do something like that, like most boys, you know, you want to do what daddy did. And so I wanted to be an architect. Okay. That's what I always wanted to be. I went to college for two years in Nigeria to be an architect. So I used to, uh, we used to call it a draft man. So I had a board where you can, you know, I would draw a foundation. I would draw a relief, a perspective. You know, this was before CAD. Like yeah, I, yeah. I would design a house. So I was learning that. Um, but um, then I came to the States, and uh, that's another long story, my story of coming to the States. But I came to the States, and I went to college, and I wasn't doing architecture anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, started with geology, then I went to biochemistry and all this stuff. I ended up graduating with a nuclear medical technologist technology degree, which, you know, when I first met Jamie and I told her that, hey, my degree is nuclear medicine, medical technology, she looked at her friend who was a nurse and her friend shook her head like, I've never heard of it. <laughs> and my very next comment was like, hey, man, I'd love to go on a date with you. But and this is the truth. I actually hit a deer. I hit a deer the day before. Oh, no. So I was like, I'd love to go on a date, but you'd have to pick me up. And I could just see in her face, she, her do the math. OK, this guy calls this job that i don't know if it exists he's like is it a real thing yeah he he, he happened to hit a deer i bet you the next thing he's gonna say is he I forgot, forgot his my wallet, wallet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways um all through my time here i've always wanted to create that mm-hmm. is that is pretty much where so that's like the go. beginnings of mandela's you are a creator of uh, something 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 yes. you always have to have your hand in doing something exactly creative. that that's that's the crux of it you know i, I get bored easily and um, my execution is not the greatest. You know, you you know that from helping me with, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, dude, this is what I want to do. And can you just help me make it done? I, I, I'll help think about the idea. Yeah, you've I'll got great ideas. Out, um, execute. And I can execute in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I, I need a team to kind of help me uh, sustain it. You know, that's important that you have that perspective that yeah. you know that that you, know you're it. like look i got all i'm the idea man i know it. i can help do it i can get you started but i need you to keep it yep. going because yep. i'm on to the next thing yep because yep. i mean my 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 uh performance just kind of starts going down with with time mm-hmm. um you know so the cool thing is just so yeah to it, it all began it all began with a, a deep desire to create um and it took a lot of work, actually, to kind of figure out, all right, where do we... Um, there's, there's a really great guy. His name is Ken Coleman. Uh, he has a great podcast, too. So I listen to a lot of his stuff. And um, <clears throat> it just... That was maybe the most effective resource I used to help me develop a, a, a roadmap to end in, in owning an outdoor store. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so no... Uh you weren't like I hit a deer. I gotta figure out what no, his territory is like. Not, not this time. <laughs> I'm sure that it's possible that's coming. Who knows? <laughs> so I mean, um, you start. So you have this idea, and you're like, okay, great. And what I think is really great, and you and I had the experience of doing public speaking together. Yeah. Which neither one of us, I think, enjoyed. <laughs> um, I mean, the experience was great. The right. people were very nice. Right. They, we did not, you know, pass out or yeah, anything. It, so we, we, we got through. We it. got through it together. Um, but. You know, you said, I just want to make sure that I can be a part of the community and I want to grow the community and I want things to thrive and I want people to have access to things and gain knowledge and then be able to implement what they've learned in creating a relationship with the outdoors. 
Now, you also hit, you opened in the middle of a pandemic when people also were rediscovering the outdoors sure. in a massive way. Yeah. Like you couldn't get bikes and you couldn't get boats because people were buying them all up to go experience what they hadn't been really utilizing in their own backyards. Yeah. So you kind of hit. I mean, some people would say risky opening in a pandemic, but yeah. you're like, but my type of business, this is what people are doing now. Yeah. You know, so the the, the interesting thing about our opening is um, it could have been a pandemic. It couldn't have been a pandemic. Like it wasn't like we opened. You weren't planning. You're like, yeah, let me wait for a global right, pandemic. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so I really, truly do not believe that there is a right time to do anything. No. I remember when we had my first my first baby, our first baby. Mm -hmm. um, so me and Jamie, we were just kind of trying to live life a little bit. And I remember I was in CPR class at the hospital and there was a baby mannequin and they were doing that. And I, I, was, I, looked, at the, I looked at the baby and I was just thinking, dude, what are we waiting for? Like, what are we are we waiting for and same thing with the business like there's I, never a perfect time there's never a perfect yeah. time and i think people sometimes they're waiting some people are not waiting for a perfect time they're waiting for a sign mm. you know they're waiting for you know and this is how i think about it it all has to do with faith yeah you know it, 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 it's a risk so if you're if i told you if i say hey lydia this is Interstate 68 in the middle of rush hour. And I say, hey, man, I'm going to blindfold you. But there are sensors everywhere. If you cross, it's going to all these cars. Their brake is going to automatically get applied and blah, blah, blah. And I promise you, you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. And if you cross that, I don't think that's fate. But if I say, hey, Lydia, trust me, I got you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to make anybody hit you, but you know, there's a chance yeah. that you're going to yeah, get there's hit, a yes, you exactly. know, but you don't have, so I think that's, that's, that's where people need to live. Mm -hmm. uh, I just scheduled, thanks for your teaching me to schedule my social media. Yeah, no problem. I just scheduled one social media post that I read from, I heard from Tim Farrell, I think it's Tim Farrell, and he said, a lot of people would rather be unhappy than be uncertain. 100%. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, yeah, it is crazy, but it's actually true. So it's sort of, you get, I think, and this also comes back to there is no perfect time. So you're sitting, you just do the same thing over and over again. You get into a routine. It becomes commonplace. It becomes safe. It becomes a feeling of safety. And once you step out of that, and you might be miserable, yeah. but you might not realize you're miserable until, I don't know, you can't go into the office anymore right. and you can't, you, you, the guy's not stealing your lunch anymore. Right. And then you're going, Oh my God, <laughs> what was I do? What am I doing with my life? Which right. I think that answered a lot of questions and people were saying like, and I need to reevaluate what yep. I'm doing. Yep. And that all plays a part in like, yeah, you could feel very secure with yourself, but you're always going to have self doubt that creeps in. And you know, you, you will never, I don't think failing is bad. I think failing is actually a wonderful way to learn. Yeah. And then you can kind of retool. There's yeah. always something you learn from failure. And I think people were taught to not, to fear failure. I, I agree. And, you know, this whole like practice makes perfect. No, practice does not make perfect. No. no. You just get better. Yeah. You know? I, I, that, you know that's, practice makes improvement. That's very, in, like, you know, in my head, I know it. Mm -hmm. In my heart, maybe, like, you know, the whole thing about failure yeah, I mean, I, I think 
I think we learned so much more from failure. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I learned so much more from failure and I, I understand that. However, I still freaking hate it, man. I mean, it's you not know? like, you know, like nobody wakes up and goes, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to fail today. I'm going to fail so hard. I know. Nobody likes it. But I think that if you, um, you know, like even at a base level when you're a kid and you are playing in a, at a sports team and you go, oh, I lost. You know, that's a failure. Right. But it's sort of like, well, yeah, I lost because, you know, did I run as fast as I could have? No. You know, right. there are there's all these factors that go into it. I don't think anybody likes the idea of failure, but I think as you get older, you realize the benefits of failing yeah. kind of outweigh. If you succeed all the time, how boring would I that know, be, right? No, no, trust me. I, I think I think failing in many cases just opens such a better opportunity. Yeah. You know, because I keep thinking like, you know, if, if we, if you're, pl- yeah, that it still goes back to the whole boring approach to life. If, if all your plans are executed mm-hmm. just the way you planned it, you know, but I think I really like, you know, like even in the shop, you know, I think we have had to, we've had to make a lot of pivots and, mm-hmm. and moves, you know, just kind of figuring out. So a good example was, I always thought there is such a market for tours, yeah, um, walking tours, and we did everything we could, you know, to kind of push it, you know. But I, I would say it was a failure, you know, mainly, yeah, you know, I, when I talk to the customers, it's like, you know, would you be interested? Yeah, yeah. But the the thing is, which again, you know, my brain is kind of like a. You know, I'm kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I'm go another like another a thought. Ping pong ball. Yeah, exactly. When when you think about uh, market research, mm-hmm. it's always hilarious to me because you say, "Hey, Lydia, I have this awesome product, man. Is mm-hmm. this something you're interested in?" And Lydia's like, "Yeah, for sure, man. I would definitely, I totally use that." Yeah. And you say, "Hey, Lydia, I have like three of them in my trunk, man. Can I get a deposit?" And then Lydia's like, "Um." Uh, well, well, you know, I said I was interested. I didn't say I was. <laughs> I didn't say down. I was ready. Yeah, I was exactly. But I wasn't ready. Yeah. So it's the same thing with with tours. You know, everybody says they were interested, but there's w- a follow up for it. You, and I think that that's it. so. That's that's the thing. It's like you you know it's a great idea. You've implemented it as best as you can. You've marketed it the best you can, and it's ultimately. If the market doesn't want it's, it, then it's, mar- exactly. it's like, that you is, can be like, what's wrong with you people? That, this is amazing. You just got to get on board. And it might not, so and it might just be not be right now, that is, but, oh man. but in like maybe two, three years, yep. maybe different. Try it again. You know, you were totally saying. So, uh, Danny Malamas who, who rents to me and mm-hmm. no successful businessman, yeah. and, uh, VP of Domino's has so many franchises. Um, one of the things that I did when I started my business is, Obviously, I wrote a business plan, so I hope most people do. Yeah. But uh, I went to some of these people who are successful and just kind of picked their brain. One of the feedbacks feed feedback he gave me was, um, I don't think I've seen a better written business plan. He said, your business plan is awesome, but you have to realize that it doesn't guarantee that you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. And he said kind of the same things you're saying. It could be that market's not ready for you mm-hmm. it could be that you know you're you're not ready for the market you know, like it could timing be a, it could be a, a multitude of things but he says what you need to really um um pursue are the lessons you're going to learn from from this endeavor mm-hmm. so i've kind of uh, always always uh held close to that and just uh appreciated the fact that Whatever success we're getting today, you know, it's not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. You know, 
the market changes and we just Ugh. need to be yeah and then you have to try to figure that whole thing out you have these great pillars and you've been active in the community so people know you you also offer classes you um do wheels up wednesdays which has been a huge success yeah and people meet there, they've gained friendships from there, they've gotten opportunities from just coming out and walking or biking. And um, you, But you create these experiences for people that otherwise didn't exist before you came on the scene. So, I mean, you're, you're actively building up the outdoor community in your area. And like you said, you know, it's nice to make money, but it's also you have to make people fall in love with what you're doing so that they'll continue to purchase the things that they need yep. to enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. Um, we, you know, when I, again, coming from my, my immigrant background, um, sports or outdoor activities as recreation is kind of foreign to me. Mm -hmm. Um, especially like, you know, most of the things that we do for sports here were mainly utilitarian, sure. you know, so like, you know, riding your bicycle was more of a form of transport of transportation. Mm -hmm. Yes. You rode your bike to to play but i think besides soccer and basketball that was kind of the breath of my my outdoor endeavors mm -hmm. so um before i started the business again another book that that um that i that i read before i started is called the e-myth revised or reimagined and pretty much the gist of it is it kind of tells you about working on your business instead of working in your business mm -hmm. and uh the, the crux of it is we had to have a strategic approach that grounded us, you know, and uh, we say this and we really mean it is people over profit. It's so easy. Like even me today, my, my reflex is to go to Amazon and check if someone, if some, if they have it and maybe seven out of 10 times I remember, Hey man, you can get this downtown. You can get this in your neighbor. Right. Also, there's a huge environmental component to that, which is something that yes. people don't think about, yes, too, because it's so super true. easy to grab it and then it's shipped. It's yep. shipped, yep. you know, or I could go to Zenbowers and get whatever I needed, exactly. you know, or I could I could go. I'm like, oh, I could try to find it locally, yep. even if it's like Ollie's or Big Lots. Hey, it's here it's already. Local, you know yes. what I mean? It's uh, locally. I, I totally agree. Yeah. So, you know, f from from doing all that, you know, some of the work that came from that, we ended up just deciding. That I, you know, we ended up deciding that we needed to be grounded in our mission, mm -hmm. which is facilitating self-discovery outdoors. So to deconstruct that, uh, what we're trying to say is whatever hinders you from going outdoors, mm -hmm. Our job is to take that away yeah. so that you can go outdoors. So, you know, breaking down th that down further, we think the three main areas where people kind of uh, hit barriers to getting outdoors. The first one is access. You know, it could be physical access. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some, there's some beautiful places, spaces that we have here. I think we could do with a lot more bike trails. Mm -hmm. I think we could do, you know, with a lot more um, opportunities to go skiing, hiking, have sure. clubs, you know, have, um, you know, we would love to have a much, a much more extensive rental fleet, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, if, if people want to go try to go, you know, rock climbing, I would love to say, Hey man, you can come rent this yeah. and, and try it. Try so it I think that's all access, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we also think about knowledge, you know, I think about so many skiing is a great example. Um, a lot of skiing in Nigeria. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. When this was, but this was before, um, you know, when the plates were still together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but after that, since, <laughs> since, since the plates have have separated, I, I think the lowest the lowest temperature I saw in Nigeria was probably seventy eight degrees. Yeah. So it's perfect for snow. Yeah. But I tell you though, skiing, skiing. I think that's my love now. You know. You know what? Um, when we first started working together, you're like, "Wait, I, I'm gonna go skiing," and I'm like, "That's great." You know, or you're like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, there's really good snow. Go outside. And I'm like, you're right. And then I would go skiing. And yep, I, was like, I remember best. you guys go. And yeah. you have some some place in New Germany where you guys go. Yeah, we go to New stuff, Germany right? State Park. Yeah. And then we have we go to a place in Oakland. And yeah. yeah, we um we have done some. We do uh, backcountry cross-country skiing. So we're not the people in the full with leotard so skate so skiing. You guys should check out White Grass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been You've to White been Grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, for for a black guy in the mountains, you know, <laughs> I, I don't see a lot of people like me there, but I yeah. just love that place. Whitegrass is great, and we, um, I have family that lives in New England, so we have been known oh, yeah, to I'm go sure. up into the White Mountains and do all these like hiking trails that are just basically total backcountry. Yep. Yep. We have to watch out for the snowmobilers, but backcountry bushwhacking it's so nice. You know, snow I'd, up to your your mid calf. It's I'd, pretty I'd spectacular. Uh, you know. That's kind of I I I can't wait till I mean if maybe this is a pipe dream but I can't wait till the business gets to a place. Hey man, where business trip, research and development. What are you waiting for? Yeah, but I love my customers. <laughs> I don't want to leave my customers here, you know. Yeah, but, but I do have a great team. My you team have a is great growing. team. Yeah, my team is pretty sweet. So, yeah, yeah. I think you attract good people. Yeah, I mean, I think the industry kind of well, is, yeah. is built for great people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I would say nine times out of ten. Um, Tim and I both wear outdoor apparel. Number one, it's durable. Yes. And we, I don't, I don't know if I'm not one of these people that changes your wardrobe every season. Right. Those people exist and I find them to be fascinating, <laughs> but uh, I am, I am definitely the person who's like, I will wear it until it falls yep. apart yep. and then I'll still be upset about it. And then realize I bought it 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll say like, well, I did not got to get another one. And then you're on the hunt for yeah. like that perfect piece. Yep. Um, and I think that that's something that you invest in. So if you're, you're finding a pair of pants and you maintain your weight and you can still fit in those pants and in 20 years, yeah, you pay a lot of money up front, but over a 20 year or five year or seven year period, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And it's, you're, I, you know, people invest a lot in things that they, they say, well, this is a good quality in other things, but clothing is not one of those things they think about. Right. And you know, again, from an environmental impact standpoint, you know, it's a lot of water that takes to, to process all these things and shipping and all that other kind of stuff. So if you can get a shirt that's going to last you 10 years because you wear it seasonally, because we do have seasons here. Yep, we do. I'm you know, for that. You know I, I, I can't quote it right now, but I, I used to have this number. It's called the fast fashion industry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I think that was responsible the but number huge is out carbon there. emissions. Exactly. Yeah. It's a big percentage of the b- carbon. It's a huge carbon. And they're like, oh, it's cows. It's, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, no, actually it is the industrial complex of yes. fast fashion. Yes. So they're, if you're one of these people that changes your, your outfits and stuff all the time, you know, you, there's things called thrift shops yeah. and you can switch it out or, you know, Patagonia, I know will take your clothes back. Right. There's other outdoor f- stores that do that. But the whole mentality is if you're into the outdoors, you want product that's going to last. It's durable, cause especially if you're using it for its intended purposes, not yep. just like walking down yep. the city street. Yep. Although it's fine if you do that, too. 
I mean, um, the, the good thing is most of most of the outdoor apparel stuff. Again, there's this shift in the outdoor industry that is moving away from you know you look like you're Rambo. You know, you're wearing <laughs> a pair of pants with six hundred zips. You oh know? yeah. So the, the outdoor industry is moving more to more this lifestyle. So, you yeah. know, so yeah, mm-hmm. the same pants that I can wear to dinner, I could just roll up the cuffs and go climbing go, yeah. with it. You know, so I, I see a lot of that. You know, in our community, it's been. It's actually surprised me um, the success we've been able to manage with with the quality of because you know we have chosen a few people have kind of like in the beginning the feedback we always received was oh man it's a really nice shop but man everything is so expensive and um, there's that there's that um, you're always gonna have that hurdle yeah doesn't matter where stress. you are the, the and you just have to say yeah it's seventy five dollars but this is why. Yeah, exactly. That's and, and our team and does a good job. And that's exactly why, you know, people will buy a $75 shirt if they go into an outdoor store, if they talk to somebody that realizes what the benefits yep. are and everything else, yep. versus seeing that same shirt online, online yep. for $75, bucks, you are like, yep. no way, yep. man. I agree. It's, you, it, it's in the, inv- once you get over that, it's like yeah. things cost more. Yeah. Good things cost money. Yes. I and, agree. you know. You no, just, it's, it, it, it has been, it has been, um. We've been doing a good job, you know. I think with anything, it has required a little bit of education. You know, 100%. we've had to kind of educate, and, and it's exactly what you're saying. You know, when someone comes and you know, I show them, you know, uh, a smart wool shirt, mm-hmm. and and it's eighty dollars, and they're like, "Geez, why is it eighty dollars?" And I say, "Tell you, all right. So number one, you know, this thing has, it's made out of." actual you wool. know wool you mm-hmm. know so it has you know it it wicks all that heat out antimicrobial you know and regulates your body temperature the companies stand behind it yeah just get a rip mm-hmm. you send it to them and they'll make it right that's so yeah uh darn tough socks huge fan yep you know, obviously they say on their website very clearly, if your dog chews your socks, we're not going to replace them. <laughs> right, Do you know what I mean? Right. Which is a, let me tell yeah. you, it's a, it's a, it happens, but it, it's a professional hazard. Make, yeah. It happens. You know, which is fine. You got to take ownership of that. But like right. if I'm walking around in my socks and there's a hole in the bottom of it, I can send them back yep. and they'll replace it. Yep. No questions asked. Yep. Are the socks expensive? Yes. I plan on buying one pair of these socks for the rest of my life. Yeah unbarred any future puppy incidences <laughs> but you know what i mean it's sort of like yes. one of those things where you go okay i am guarantee i'm buying into this product because right. the pro they stand behind their product and right. they guarantee the product yeah. now I, I did send something to patagonia and they they emailed me back and they're like uh we can tell this was very well loved and we'll try to repair it as <laughs> best it. as possible um but you know if you you know we'll do the best we can but we can't guarantee it right. past this point, which i get it i understand i think their policy is um if they can't repair it or replace it, yep. they will send you something of equal value. They will. And they will, then they will recycle your thing. Exactly. Yeah. So they're like, we repaired it. But yeah. like, just know that yeah. this might not last. Can yeah. I appreciate that? Um, yeah. And also Smith Optics. Oh, geez. Yeah. You got to love them. Let me tell you. Like I. Lifetime. No questions asked. Right. Isn't that I, crazy? I'll tell you a story about Smith. I was getting into my car. Sunglasses fell off, and I didn't realize it. My head, I had them on my top of my head. As you usually do. As I usually do, yeah. It's my my go-to. Right. Um, I got in the car. I backed the car up. I heard this. Oh. And I went, oh, no. (laughs) I pulled forward. Another crunch. Mangled. It was a Monday. Okay. Uh. 
I send them this email. I go, hey, man, I have had I have oh. had the case of the Mondays today. Let me tell you what happened, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that totally sucks. Such a bummer. Here's 70% off. Get whatever nice. you want. Nice. Amazing, right? Yes. I will forever buy Smith's. Exactly. So you're creating that, this relationship. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Darian is brand loyalty. Yeah. That's how it, you know, and it goes back to the whole, I'm sure there are nuances and I'm sure there's intricacies and formulas, mm-hmm. but I, I really think when it comes to retail, just take care of the people. 100%. Is, is it, it, maybe I'm wrong. No, but that's you're not wrong. And it's not that, you, if somebody comes in and says, hey, I bought this from you, you're equally as upset because whoever you purchased that from is also going to be upset right. because they, there's a there's a breakdown in the product development, right? right? So yep. either the the stitching was wrong on right. this batch and they they know about it or they right. don't know about it and now they're aware of it. It's like, don't hold it in. If something's not really working, you can be yeah. like, hey, this, you know, whatever. Right. I just think that you being there and people actually being able to walk into a store, feel the product, try the product on, be able to learn about the product is going to develop a relationship that you can't get online. And I think a lot of people are missing out on that, especially yeah. like trying on shoes, yeah, you know, um, you know, ordering boots like ski, like I need to get new ski boots, cross country ski boots. So I need to go try those on because I'm not going to order them online yep. and be like, oh, the pin placement's weird. I don't like the how that feels. You know what I mean? I'd rather do that in a store. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you can say, oh, this is great. And did you know that this cross country ski trail, and have you tried white grass, yeah. is another, it's a whole nother level that you're not getting. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean. You're doing it, man. We're trying, you know, like some days. Yeah, I mean, like, I, <laughs> you know, when you have Facebook and social media. Sure. You're definitely not going to. I did it in the beginning. And mm. I, after rethinking it, you know, so, so people tell me this every, and I love doing this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my Wheels Up Friday updates. I, I really do love it because I think, you know, when you force, before I before I go on there, mm-hmm. I kind of have to make like a mental note of, you know, what are the things I want to say. And and my MO, MO has always been authenticity and mm-hmm. honesty. You know, however, you know, a few people have come to me and said, dude, man, I just, I just look forward to, to Fridays because you know you're just so positive so uplifting and so I'm a human being so I'm really not always positive and uplifting no. you know but I just think that's an extra service that we do to some people you know like yeah it's sort of like oh you, th- it's dependable yeah you know exactly. what I mean it's like every Friday I know I'm gonna see yeah. and that's true I see you every Friday yeah, and I it's mean, like you know oh great oh hey, that's cool it's I didn't know it was in the shop blah 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 and it also helps you realize all the things that you actually do yeah and then you have to be like all right what's what am i going to talk about today yeah it, it, it yeah you know we I, I try to yeah i try to do that and, and stay positive and try to <laughs> you know it's like juggling like 600 balls yeah but the good thing is there's some there's some constants Mm-hmm. in this chaotic life you yeah. know that kind of wheels up wednesday was a was a nice constant you know yeah. so even though i'm doing five billion things we know that okay wheels up wednesday we're going to bring it back down to home base mm-hmm. um you know like updating people on fridays is, a, is another big one you know where we come back and we we bring people um one of the things that we are i mean community like we think obviously like you know doing all these events mm-hmm. getting people in our spaces but um um 
Malcolm Gladwell, The Tipping Point, his book, mm-hmm. he he kind of divides people into, I think he calls them the connector, the it's like a it's like a um, Jewish word for like the person who has all the information. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have all the knowledge. Yeah, and then there's the salesman. Yep, you know, and he says for any idea to really kind of get some steam and get going. You need those three people. You mm-hmm. need the connector. You know, you are a connector. You know, you always say, oh, you're interested in that. Okay, hey, have you talked to this person? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you like yeah. kind of get people together. You know, I would say maybe Jenny is more of the kind of like, oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do this, this, this. Did you know that you could do this? Yeah, this, you know, the, she's the very much like that, that way. Mm-hmm. That I just sell stuff. You well, know? you do more than that. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying like self physical stuff. In this scenario, stuff. yeah. Even ideas, even feelings, yeah. uh, convictions. You know, mm-hmm. like like for the downtown Cumberland, um, for the city of Cumberland, I feel one of my jobs is really to sell that we can be better. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that that's any small business going into a sa- town or a city similar to Cumberland needs to realize that you are the advocate for where you live. And I, my biggest thing is saying, listen, when somebody says, Hey, why do you live here? Then you need to be able to say, I live here because it's so awesome. This, you need to have five to 10 things that are positive. Everybody is aware of the negatives because they exist in every community. Right. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear if, obviously if you live here, what makes you want to stay here? And then you got to be able to articulate that in a way that people are going to be like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, I think... And you do that. It could be... Maybe this is naive of me, but honestly, I think if 20 people... Again, I understand my limitations. Mm -hmm. If 20 people had the... It's all perception. 100%. You know, like if, if, if someone comes, yes, Cumberland has its issues, you know. But you find those issues Anywhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but if, if someone comes to this town and they talk to 20 people who have um, a positive outlook, optimistic yeah. ideas. Passionate. I'm telling you, man, like it's all perception. It's mm-hmm. all, it's mainly perception. If we're all speaking that way, this this community will be transformed yeah. in three years if we have twenty people who super believe. I could be naive, but no, I don't I think you're naive. I that. think it's a, I think it is a snowball effect because yes. if you have people that come in close contact with you, they're working with you. You create this culture of like, yes. no, this is great, and this, and also the culture of working collaboratively. Yeah. Which is something that hasn't been no, touched th- on. It's huge sure. opportunities. Yeah. It's much easier to collaborate with somebody rather than competing with somebody, yeah. because we are a small town and we can't afford to have division. Yeah. Just like you're saying, but yeah. if you're positive and you hire people and they're positive and everybody they affect is positive, yeah. you know that that only is going to grow. And I feel like sometimes people who have a negative um, perception of where they are themselves. Right. And where they live. Project that sometimes. Can, exactly. Yeah. And you, you can help change their perspectives, yeah. which I think is yeah, really powerful. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, to go back to the whole collaboration, you know, then I... I we spoke I, about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree, man. I, I really do feel like, you know... There's enough space for everybody. Exactly. Like this yeah. this place, you know, when I, when I think about a town like this mm-hmm. in... So, for example, Ohio Pile. Yeah. Right? Ohio Pile is... It's a fraction of Cumberland. Yep. And there are six outfitters right on that tiny river. 
Yeah. You know, and there's how many businesses, you know, when we have. And they're not like letting the air out, air out on the tires no, yeah. of the cars. Yeah. So I think, um, I think once we get, once we get, the more businesses are going to bring, it's going to be a multiplying effect. Yes, you know, absolutely. the more we do. And then once we collaborate and I build on your customers and you mm-hmm. build on my customers, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're not, I'm sure there is a point where it becomes a problem. I don't feel like we're even close no, to No, I don't either. Right All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, in the outdoor room. You're the only the third black-owned outdoor adventure sports company yeah. in the entire United States. Yeah. That's um, mazel tov. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, I think it's, listen, it's a sad state of affairs, and it's one of those things where um, I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I think when you bring it to people's attention, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where there is a barrier there that I don't think a lot of people realize was there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously you're doing the work to kind of help yeah, with that. We're, we're trying. So, I mean, know, how do you feel about it? It's it's such a weird thing because, okay, at first, again. You, you and know, I have talked about it. Yes, yes. And, and you know, I, I started, when I started this business, I wasn't like Googling how many black people. Like, I had no idea. You're Googling, I, like, what's the interest what's, rate on a loan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, not even interest. Like, where can where? where can someone even talk to me about a loan? <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, so my first, I went to a show mm-hmm. uh, in Park City, Utah. And um, to when I say show is to go buy stuff, buy stuff for next season, buy mm-hmm. stuff for the shop, see what's coming up next season. And... Um, there's a guy there. His name is Jam- Jamaica Dawes. Okay. He's the first. See the guy in Texas? He's in Texas. His, yeah. his shop is Slim Pickens Outfitters. Check him out. He's awesome. We'll um, yeah. And he um, he said, man, you know, like he was kind of like just gushing, like, you know, like really happy to see me. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, you know, I, I think we're cool. And he says, man, it's kind of like very validating because, you know, like you're the, you're the third. There's this other guy, Mark, in, in New England. His place is called Intrinsic Provisions. He's the second. Uh, so our industry is called, we're called specialty outdoor retailer Mm -hmm. so we you know we're not selling like walmart bikes or like our stuff is specialty like you're not like coleman exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so there's different yeah so we're specialty that's that's so because i say that because i was like dude i don't want to go quote this like how did you find out that we are the third like are you sure about this? So like the, the network that yeah, nobody's like telling me where, about. Where, 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 it's like where? I applied for a business loan exactly. and you're like, ah, oh, here, here's another one. It's like, where, where do you find this stuff? Yeah. So I did some research and I was actually talking to uh, another of my uh, uh, friends um, who works for, she's an executive in a ski company. And she said, well, number one, you really, it's not your job to defend that you're the third, mm-hmm. which, which is because you know the problem with this stuff is there is no there is no directory like you can't find how many of you there is mm-hmm. which you know when the outdoor industry makes all this noise about inclusion and diversity the first you, you can only manage what you measure if the outdoor industry cannot currently 
pull out, you know, we want to get more black people in the in the outdoor space or more people of color. Uh, how many do you currently have? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well, so I think we've got three, so maybe maybe <laughs> exactly. by five so, by so next may, year. Yeah, yeah. So um, to to go back to your question, how do we? So I I think legitimately grass mm-hmm. grassroots outdoors, they're an advocate for the outdoor industry. They're a big player. Google them, look them up, and they have. I've been able to talk to them, and they can tell me that we are the third. So how do I feel about that? It's it's you know, it's it's a weird feeling because obviously any kind of recognition like that to be the first or the second or the third is something to be proud of. Um but Wait, Let me tell you. I think it's something to be it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you're saying, "Okay, I should be proud of this, but also it's kind of sad that I'm only it the third. Is. You know what I mean? But you are also helping break down the barriers for other people to kind of make it easier for them to think that, hey, I can be. And you're setting an example, like in a world where they don't see a black person heading an outdoor adventure company, outfitter, specialty outdoor place. They're seeing you and going, yeah. oh, yeah, it's representation. Yeah. And that's so incredibly important because. You know, you wanted to be an architect because that's what you saw, right? That's what right. you, you, I want right. to be a surveyor. That's right. what I want to do. So I, you thought you could be an architect because you saw somebody do that. So now you're that person for other people. I, I, I hope so. I, and I, I think so. You know, like, so one of the things that I did a few weeks ago is I, I wrote a letter with my story and I reached out to, I reached out to all the organizations I could think of, mm-hmm. you know, ski clubs, uh, the, the colleges. And I offered, you know, to come speak to these students, come yeah. talk to them, kind of tell my story. And I, and I got a few uh, people talk. So tomorrow, tomorrow's Thursday, mm-hmm. tomorrow I'm giving a talk at Allegheny college of maryland yeah. to some of the students and on friday and um so yeah, yeah you're really getting this public speaking thing huh? i'm trying man Good. you know and, it, and it's again honestly so i have to do this check every once in a while like mm-hmm. dude is this your ego like do you i think it's, it's a healthy thing to to every once in a while like actually ask yourself do you believe all this crap you're saying do you are you really for access knowledge community and, you know, every time I do that, I think if I weren't... You wouldn't be this part. I wouldn't you be wouldn't doing put, it yeah. this long. You, you know, wouldn't I be wouldn't. pushing this hard. So, so uh, uh, yes, I am I am pushing that because I really want to help people. Mm-hmm. I really want... If if we're having this conversation, hopefully yeah. I get invited back. If if, I, if we're having this conversation... You have conversation, a standing invitation. Okay. I, 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 well, I was going to say, so, say someone right there. Write now, it down. But, but it's, it's recorded. It's being recorded. And it's going to be out. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know, if... If we're having this conversation in five years, yeah, I think I've kind of failed. I really do. I think you mean if you're still the third black business owner, yes. yeah, hundred percent. Like if, it, I mean, maybe yeah, I, I probably only always still be the third. But right now, there are only three. Hey man, there are three, but that doesn't mean that you can't mentor that's, the fourth, or you th- can't mentor a student that's saying, hey. I go to Frostburg State and I want sponsorship. Can you sponsor me? Even in that regard yes. is, a, you know, a black cyclist. Yes. How amazing would that be? Dude, I'll tell you, if someone's listening to this and you have some desire for some sort of mentorship. And again, I, I'm not the know-all be-all. I don't, I'm not swimming in money, so I'm not going to maybe open a shop for you. But um, I will start by saying my, st- my story of mentorship. I think mentorship is pivotal you know irreplaceable it's it's 
It's how you learn. It's how you actually learn and then implement what you learn immediately. That's how mentorship works. Mentorship is not like, oh, take this course, the online course, and you'll make a million dollars. Mentorship is, hey, I'm going to tell you the nitty gritty. I'm going to also put you in a situation that's difficult, and then I'm going to tell you how uh, how I navigated it, and then I'm going to give you a kind of... The roadmap on some resources. So when I started my business, um, I, I keep saying my business... My business is her, it's another word for our business. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie's uh, she's the brains of the of the operation. Uh, we start. I wrote a business plan. Then, like I said, I went to all these people. I would be remiss for not mentioning Steve Green mm-hmm. from High Mountain Sports, and he he took me under his wings, man. You know, like, and he was just the cool thing about that is today, if I have a really really tough situation. Mm-hmm. A good example is uh, by by the time this is out, I'm sure people will know that we have a pop up shop in Frostburg. Yeah, which and we're super excited thank about. You, thank you, thank you. I mean, it's it's an investment because you know it's a risk. You know, you have to buy all this product, uh-huh. put it in the shop. Uh-huh. Hopefully, people come because if people don't come, I'm gonna be sleeping with twenty five. You know, Patagonia jackets. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 600 small wool socks. Hey, you, know? you know what? You'll be warm. <laughs> That's what I said. You know, I tell people, if, if we go out of business, we're going to go out looking good. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, so, and like fly before, and wearing the right. And top right. quality. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, like I can just call Steve and say, dude, man, I'm just, you know, what do you think? You know, yeah. and it's such a, it's such a resource to not have to, you know, it's like anything, even business, having my wife, having Jamie there, you don't, you don't have to have the the weight of all these decision, decisions just on you. It is so nice yeah, to kind is. of share the it load. Is. You it know is. what I mean? And and I, sometimes people, and, and you guys have done this with me many times, mm-hmm. where I'm like fretting and just losing my mind. And I say, hey, guys, dude, I don't even know how. And you guys say, chill, chill. <laughs> have you thought about this? Yeah. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just somebody else to say, like, am I crazy? Am I going nuts here? And right. you're like, no, you're not. Right. And I can tell you why. And, right. like, let's just fix Let us fix it. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's if you have, and it's all back to collaboration and finding people that work well together and with a common goal. And you're sitting here going, fantastic. I have a problem. I know who can fix this problem. This person can help me with this. Then you just go ahead and dish it off yeah. you know it's going to get taken care of even if it's your own peace of mind yeah. calling and getting advice and yeah. you're like okay now i feel more confident i kind of feel like i got a plan yeah and then you can move forward so i mean look you have always a standing invitation i want you to come back as many times as you want to come back you yeah. get a new product you get yeah. you know the rock climbing up and off the ground oh and you have an actual physical store in downtown cumberland yeah we have a store in cumberland mm-hmm. um yeah, there's a few other big things coming up. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, we're pretty stoked. You know, we just, we just really love this place. You yeah. You know, um, I, I feel like I've been, I've been super blessed to be able to always find myself in small town USA. Mm-hmm. You know, so I came from Nigeria, which you know, my in college, my 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 favorite. Uh, conversation was always like oh you're from africa i'm like yes so the first one was always dude i know this guy um sam whatever he's from africa do you know him 
And I'm like, <laughs> no, really? I, I swear I got those no. a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Is this Sam? Africa Sam is the would size be short. of Rhode Island. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm like, oh yeah, the guy with the short hair. I'm like, hey, so you're from Pittsburgh, right? You're from America? Oh, I knew this guy. You know, so, In Los so Angeles. <laughs> I always love doing that. But that was always the, 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 the cool thing is, is always how um, I came from Africa, which I grew up in the capital of Nigeria, mm-hmm. you know, so big city, big city. And mm-hmm. you know, the, the cool thing is in Nigeria, again, I, I don't want to sound, but like whatever Bentley people are driving here, people are driving in Nigeria, whatever yeah. Mercedes, whatever people own homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the difference I always saw in Nigeria is I learned this after that. If I'm driving a Bentley in Nigeria and you're driving a Bentley here, the chances are better that I paid cash for mine because uh-huh. in Nigeria there's no banks where you know like today I could be driving a Bentley and paying two thousand dollars a month you know yeah. living like I'm living large you know but I don't have cash. But the gist about it is I came from the city. I landed in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> which is you know imagine coming from Africa and going to one of the snowiest parts of this country. It was yeah. crazy. Then I lived in Pittsburgh for a minute. Then mm-hmm. I lived in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Then I live in Cumberland, Maryland. So I've always lived in these rural spaces. Uh, and it's not for lack of trying. I have tried so hard. Yeah. I tried so hard to leave Cumberland. And did you belong here? Sorry. We got our hooks on yes, you here uh, now. So I, I can't complain. I, I, no. lo- I love where I am. And uh, we believe so much. And we hope other people believe with us. Yeah. Well, they do. And... Uh, You'll be back, so and I'll yes. see you around. And if you haven't been downtown, you should definitely get your wheels up with yep, Mandela. Get those wheels up. Thanks right. for inviting me. It was fun. No problem. Thanks. Alrighty, alrighty. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to check out our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. There you'll find a lot of other episodes. Uh, over, I mean, like almost 200 episodes, I think. Um, if you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe, um, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us. Just type in record, talk, listen. You can even ask your assistive devices like Siri, Alexa, or Google, and we'll pop right up. Um, we're even on Spotify, so really no excuses. So hit that subscribe button when you get a chance. We hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Make sure to shop small, shop local if possible. And then, um, you know, have an enjoyable experience. But if you need a break, remember that's okay too. And uh, you can pop us in your ears and go for a walk. We make excellent company. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.